0: Welcome to A Capra Podcast, episode 19. It's September 18th, 2015, and today we're talking two weeks' worth of topics, which include Doctor Who, some Star Wars, Nintendo, Neil Gaiman, and much more. So, stick around. Once again, you're listening to a came from a podcast where we curate pop culture for your inner geek. That's right, Ricky. That's right. Thank you so much for listening in. I'm Sergio AM and joining me is Ricky Kazvan. What's up, Sergio? So, Ricky, we have no time. We have no time because no, it's this is just, our super mega episode. Let's
1: get to it. Let's get to it.
0: Uh, first off, millennials. Okay. So that's the I, joke. I hate them. We are them.
1: I hate myself.
0: Okay, good. Tumblr clothing line. <laughs> Did you hear about that?
1: The Miley Miley Cyrus clothing line, basically. Pretty much. So if you like pizza, if you like
0: onesies, if you like cats, galaxy prints, food, etc. Hey, guess what? There is now a a clothing line made specifically for your kind of people. And uh, it's going to be in pop-up shops and on a site that I can't even pronounce. I'm not sure if it's a word. P-A-O-M? Payom.
1: Payom. Dot com. Dot stupid... com. Yeah. yeah, this is basically all the clothes that Money Cyrus wears on a daily and put puts pictures of on Instagram. They're gonna make a ton of money.
0: But yeah, so let's just wanted to throw that out there because it really doesn't fit in any of our topics. The other thing is Snapchat. Snapchat, you know what, I I have to use Snapchat because of these shows. And that's fine. Um, I just to this day the idea doesn't make sense, right? We have the ability to take a picture forever and save it forever online, and we're still stuck in a medium that it's like here. Look at the temporary picture I sent to you, which most likely will be a nude if it's temporary. It,
1: Snapchat is for it's for nudes, for cheating on people. It's 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 what it's for basically. I uh I am on unaf- a I'm not officially allowed to have Snapchat on my phone, but I being a social media whore like I am I like uh I like I'm always curious about social media programs so I keep it on just to follow famous people and stuff but um yes that program can get you in a lot of trouble
0: well that's what I'm saying though is that it's become it's it's been embraced by such huge entities that now pretty much you have to have it if you want to be in the social media game
1: I recently started following uh Kylie Jenner just so I could see her glamorous life and yeah, uh. she just she she doesn't even post anything interesting. It's just like, I don't know.
0: Well, now, like, yeah, I don't know. Um, now NFL is Snapchatting. I mean, you know, well, like there's a lot of big people on there and companies lot, are taking I know advantage.
1: CNN does it, which for news it's it kind of makes sense. I can see how you could use it for like a, a news service, like CNN or or any of the other ones. Um, I I can see. I I don't know if it'll take off on a corporate level, but I can I can see the allure uh that that companies are drawn to
0: yeah and i can too um it makes sense that's where the numbers are you know that's where people are right now so you want to be there and it makes sense um what i don't (laughs) i don't like is that they announced that for just the low price of 99 cents you can get three additional replays you know what that means right
1: oh that's retarded
0: uh, so yeah instead of using your camera to take a picture that lasts forever you can pay someone else to have them last three additional times
1: I guess if a video is really good I'll pay to replay it but no I would never do that okay. I
0: don't know I, I don't know I think the idea is ridiculous and they even hinted at it being a little weird um, on their blog but you know what that's enough of the millennial news because being Millennials we had to bring that up uh, let's move over to movies and TV
1: yay. So I am really excited to start off with this topic from Movies and TV. Now, you all know I'm super obsessed with Star Wars, but there's one thing that I'm almost as obsessed with. I've had it on reserve until now because finally there's a new season. That's Doctor Who. It's finally back. Uh, The new season starts tomorrow, September 19th. BBC released, actually released two prologues. Uh, one online and one in movies, but that one, and, uh, they had a special screening of the last season finale, and they showed a, a prologue, uh, but it leaked online. So both of those are kind of like the precursors to tomorrow's season uh, opener, and I'm really, really excited. It's it's just, I, I it's one of those shows that I, I totally live for, but we got some sad news today. It's been rumored for a while, but Jenna Coleman, who plays uh, Clara Oswald, the Impossible Girl, on the show, she's a daughter's companion, she announced she'd be leaving the show this season, so... This will be her last season on the show. She's my favorite companion up until now. I am super, super sad to see her go. But that is the thing with Doctor Who. You can't get too attached to anybody because people come and go to revolving door on that show.
0: Well, it's not... No, no, the TARDIS doesn't have a, a revolving door. It's just <laughs> literally a door that opens up normally. But, I mean, you can, you can drop off anyone at any point in time. That's the Correct. beauty of it.
1: I just so, hope that with, with her... They do it in a way where she's open to come back and guest on the show whenever she wants or not whenever she wants, but like during certain specials. Like I hope they don't kill her off or or do something drastic like has happened with other companions where they can't really return.
0: Well, I just want to see her fall out of the TARDIS mid-travel, no. like while it's no, traveling.
1: No, 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 no. We have to see when you when, when you can't. Well, you you have gone up to there. She's a really important part of the Doctor's life. Um, uh, she's basically scattered throughout his entire life. Spoiler. Um, and, uh, as River would say, spoilers, but, uh, yeah, she, she's, she's too important to kind of just cast away that. So I hope she gets a good ending and I hope it's, it's not a closed off ending and it leaves it open for her to come back at some point.
0: I'm sure they will.
1: So there's a strong rumor. It comes to us courtesy of, uh, the dudes over at uh, not the dudes, the people over at Schmo's, no, uh, awesome, awesome YouTube personalities. I, I absolutely love them. And, uh, one of them got a tip. Uh, Christian Harloff actually got a tip that there may be an after-the-credits scene after The Force Awakens. Now, it wouldn't be a Marvel scenario type of thing where you get like a teaser for the next movie. They're saying that this might actually be a trailer or scene from Rogue One. Civil War. No. no, Although that would be... You know what? I would never want that. I want keep towers I want to see them
0: mix it up like that. That'd be hilarious.
1: people People would be confused. I'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Why is why is Steve Rogers in in this universe or whatever? Um, well, he got no.
0: frozen and clearly, <laughs> you know something.
1: It, he got frozen in carbonite and clearly he ended up on freaking I don't know. Exactly on on Dan um, and No, now but Rogue uh, One. No, but yeah, Rogue One. So, um, you know I. This is awesome, and I'm all for it. I'm scared some people who aren't, like, huge Star Wars fans are going to be like, oh, so this is happening afterwards, and they're not going to realize that it's actually taking place way before. But I'm anxious to see any kind of footage that I can for Rogue One. Uh, so I'm pretty excited about it. I don't know about you.
0: I, I'm excited, too. Don't tell me I'm not excited. I, you're, I, I, That's what I thought. All right.
1: You like my speech or <laughs> We're, we're, we're trying, we're trying to get through Frost, the episode. <laughs> ah! All right. Olivia Cook has been cast as Artemis in Ready Player One. You probably all know her as Emma in Bates Motel. Uh, but this last year, she was also the lead in Meet Earl and the Dying Girl, which made some waves in the film festival circuit. Blah, blah, blah. In the film festival circuit. Okay. <laughs> slow down. Um. <laughs> slow down now. <laughs> okay. Whew. Okay. Too so excited. A, couple of, a couple of episodes ago, we actually did a little segment on uh, – on Ready Player One, Ernest Client's awesome, awesome book, because it was so good, um, yeah, and, uh, she is an awesome actress who I really enjoy in Bates Motel, she's basically the female lead of this story, uh, I'm really, really excited we're finally getting casting, because it means that it's real, of course, yeah, Steven Spielberg is supposed to direct this movie, I'm just waiting, uh, waiting to see who they'll cast as Wade Watts, supposedly they're having kind of a hard time to find out, finding out, finding who, who he's going to be, so I hope they make a good choice, but I think Olivia Cook is an awesome choice for, for Artemis, if you haven't read the book, go read it. So we now know the release date for Netflix's next Marvel show, Jessica Jones, the date will be 11, 20, 2015, November twenty twenty fifteen 2015, and will contain 13 one-hour episodes, um, it's based on the comic book Alias by writer Brian Michael Bendis and artist Michael Gatos. The show will focus on Jessica Jones, who's played by Kristen Ritter, who's a former costume superhero who is now working in New York as a private investigator. They actually released the first official images from the show today. Um I'm really looking forward to it. David Tennant, who played the the 10th doctor, Doctor Who, he's gonna be playing Kilgrave, who's the main villain. Um He's gonna be one of the keys to the show because he's bringing the star power that the show doesn't really really have, and uh, you know I hope he owns his role the way that Vincent D'Onofrio owned Kingpin and Daredevil. But I'm actually oh, yeah. very excited. I'm actually very excited for the show. I know a lot of people are thinking it might fail because it's not that well known of a property, but people need to remember that before Iron Man came out, the movie, a lot of people didn't really know who Iron Man was. Only like the hardcore comic book uh, uh, comic book fans. So. Uh, People need to be open. I think it's going to do tremendous. It's on Netflix. People are dying for a new Marvel show on Netflix. So, what, what do you think?
0: Well, let's not forget Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, like, yeah, that was
1: absolutely. I think the most
0: unknown property absolutely. probably for people. Absolutely. Um, I think if anything, it's going to this one's going to be a little more difficult because of the name, Jessica Jones. It's like you know, very. It's an, like I can see someone <laughs> that probably my neighbor's name is that. You know, so they're, maybe they're, it's not like Keith, think it's fantastic like, it's, it's, Jessica Jones. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, that's probably the only thing. But all
1: I, all I know is that there was a, a, a video release from the set, Some amp, somebody with a cell phone, and there was an explosion in the video that they were filming. So there's explosions in the show. That's all
0: you need to know. I, I mean, dude, VFX guy right here, I, I can do explosions. So I'm, I'm excited.
1: I'm excited. There you go. <laughs> <sighs> heroic Hollywood purports that... reports. What is that? No, sorry. Her, heroic Hollywood live. Rep, reports... That inside sources are saying that the Wonder Woman standalone movie will be set in World War One. At least the first half of the movie. The rest of the film is rumored to shift into modern times. What do you think?
0: Well, I hope she gets frozen, and then that's how it goes into modern well, times.
1: That, see, that's exactly what I was going to get at. I feel like they're, co- they're they're just basically copying the the. I, I'm not going to say copying because they, they've done it in the comics, but they're taking the, the the Captain America formula from the first movie. The first actually no the first movie was all in the past. Mm-hmm. So this yeah. this will be this will be half and half. That's interesting. I love a uh, I love period pieces, which is why Captain America the first one is to date still my favorite Marvel movie. Um, oh. so I I really want to see a World War 1 era Wonder Woman. I think that would be awesome.
0: Uh, you know what? I I don't know how I feel about it, only because I don't know that much about Wonder Woman as much as I know about Captain America. I and I, his story is just is awesome, so I'm curious as, as to where they go with this.
1: That would literally make her the oldest superhero on screen if she's been around all that time. Mm-hmm. There's additional rumors that point to her age being around 200 in Batman Superman, Dawn of Justice, so she's going to be old as hell. Dude, I will say, for 200 she looks she pretty looks pretty okay. She looks, nah, she, I say she looks good, dude. For pretty 200
0: Okay. No, no, no. There's, for a, there's some wrinkles in there. I don't like them.
1: I hope I look that good when I'm 100
0: well, Let alone $200. All right, man. You sound full of yourself
1: right <laughs> now. <laughs> the CW and DC released their first official images of Claire and Renee and Kendrick Saunders as... Paul and Carter Hall in costume as Hawker and Hawkman, respectively, and they look exactly from... as, uh, as as the, you're used to seeing them. So, so here's my thing: they're they're a little the the CW is really going for like that more traditional, moralist, yeah, realistic approach. Like they don't look like they looked in the comics, but if they looked like they looked in the comics, they would look ridiculous. They'd have these huge freaking like wings, and they would just like. Yeah, it wouldn't look yeah. right. Uh, I'm cool with the approach, and basically, what they're gonna do is they're gonna introduce them in, uh, I believe, an Arrow. I don't remember if it's an Arrow or Flash, and then they're gonna be mainstays of Legends of Tomorrow, which is the other D- the other CW show coming out. So they're kind of gonna get like a soft pilot thing going on in one of the shows. Um, you know, the more the merrier. D- Legends of Tomorrow is gonna be a crazy show already, so I say bring it on.
0: Hey, dude, the overload of the heroes is coming.
1: It's come, this is just called this is just called a CW the hero nowhere. right? Yeah. <laughs> it's that time again. So okay, full disclaimer before I do the thing. Um, I realized very early on when I came out with that song that it actually sounded very. Similar. <laughs> when I came, when I released that song, <laughs> <laughs> when I dropped that single, uh, it sounded very similar to the theme song to an old Disney show called Out of the Box. Oh, I no. didn't think anyone would notice. Dude, are uh, we going to get sued? So, I didn't think anyone would notice. A couple people noticed and brought it to my attention. So, the cat's out of the bag. So, I'm actually going to pull vanilla ice when he, he basically stole Queen's uh, uh, under pressure. And I'm going to change a couple of notes. so that Bing, we don't get thing, baby. So, that, so that we don't get sued. So, here it goes. <clears throat> you ready? I'm not. All right. Thing of the week, thing of the week. That sounds the same. Damn it! Wow. All right, I'm gonna, wow. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come up with something. I'm gonna come up with something. We don't make and the
0: kind of money to get sued by the big ears, I'll, dude.
1: I'm gonna come up with something good, and then it'll be. I'll oh, see. I wanna keep it in the same. I wanna keep the same feel to it, and and similar. So I'm gonna change some things around, and I'm gonna come back with a newer version of the thing of the week song next week.
0: All right, come back, man. But until then, what is your thing of the week?
1: My thing of the week is, of course, Star Wars Uprising. It's uh, by Kabam Games. It's the, the mobile game that I have been waiting for. It it's uh, it takes place after Return of the Jedi. Um, basically, a gen- there's a general in a sector called Anoat, and he has a blockade going in the whole sector. So the people that live within those planets, uh, they don't know that the Death Star was destroyed. I think that the... The, uh, the Empire the Empire's still going strong. So you're playing this smuggler who uh, is is basically I haven't gotten that far in the game, but who's branching out and we'll eventually find out what's really, really going on. Um it's uh the game's a little repetitive. I'm playing it more for the story. You basically run mission like the way you advance, you keep on running missions to find information and whatnot. Every mission's kind of the same thing with a different skin on it, but because of the story that we're getting from the game that is my thing of the week. So gameplay, it's all right. It's fun, uh, but it's the story that I'm really the most excited about. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that
0: the paywall isn't as obscene as it is in other games. It's not. So. It, I mean,
1: you can pay to you can basically pay to buy chromium that really just lets you um, revive if you need to, and Chrom- maybe get some. Busy-
0: chromium, for those who don't know, is is the Star Wars version of
1: meth. I, I don't think it is, but I, I the, 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 oh. the 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 Star Wars drug of 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 choice is cocaine. called but spi- it's called spice which is that's, cocaine it's called spice that's the major drug in the like in yeah and the, uh, the in the star wars universe so um chromium is a form of i think it's a mineral actually in the in the, in the game i need to i need to double check but yeah
0: uh i did want to say though spice uh there's something that reminds me of spice and it's called dune
1: I, I didn't even think about it but yeah i didn't i didn't realize that they both both properties shared a. A little spice. A little spice, yeah. yeah. Although Dune, Dune was written, I believe, before Star Wars came out, so, you know. It was yeah. probably, yeah. an. Om- I'm sure it was Lucas, it was an homage of, uh, of Senor Lucas. I think so, to, it would
0: make sense, yeah, it to would.
1: Frank, to Frank <laughs> Herbert, so.
0: Mm-hmm. Anyways, my thing of the week is Guillermo del Toro's awesome tribute art gallery, which just happens to be called Guillermo del Toro in service of monsters. It's not that tone, but close enough. Um, A ton of amazing, amazing artists have prints, paintings, sculptures—the sculptures are crazy, by the way—and all kinds of mixed media at this show, and some are on sale at 1988 Gallery's website, and they range from, like, $30 to $7,000, of course, you know, because some of these are sculptures and they look amazing— um, so, you know, if you have all the monsters and creatures from Pan's Labyrinth, you have like, you know, Hellboy, Pacific Rim, all those cool little monsters, of course you have grown to love like me and Ricky have. Um, and they're all in there. They're all in that gallery. It's mashed up in different things and it's awesome.
1: I'm going to semi my your thing of the week for a second just because it's a totally different section, but you brought them up and you brought it up, so we might as well talk about it. You mentioned Guillermo del Toro and you mentioned Pacific Rim. There was a rumor this week. That Pacific Rim had gotten canceled, and then you just told me Guillermo del Toro said no.
0: Yeah, he said no. He pretty much calmed the rumors that said it's not going to get canceled.
1: Okay, good because I, I want to see that movie. Let's clarify that. Yeah, of course.
0: I really. I mean, the thing is, they didn't score big in the in in uh, in theaters, but at least it's something that is a really great piece to to sort of have robots and monsters mashed up like that, you know? So It was
1: it was super fun watching it in IMAX in theaters.
0: Yeah, it was definitely something that the box office was probably incorrect about, even <laughs> though it wasn't. But yeah, so thanks for disturbing my thing of the week. But am um, no, I'm joking. Uh, the Sorry! Gallery's up, that gallery is up now and runs in a, until October 3rd in LA. California, by the way, in case you don't know what that is.
1: California uh, love. About
0: but you can check it out online via the link in our show description. <laughs> Onto the beautiful world of print.
1: So this is going to be fairly quick because it's something we're going to get into in our... I guess we can bring it up now. Yeah, um, we have a special we have a very, very, very special Star Wars special coming out. It may or may not, we're leaning towards me, it may be our first YouTube video. Yes, we're thinking about branching out into that world. Um, so people gonna so see that we have faces and not robots. Correct. I just hope they like my mustache. They will. Um, but yeah, so I'm going to get really into that. We're going we're gonna to get into that stuff deeply in, in that video. But um, when Force Friday happened, the journey to The Force Awakens began. Uh, for those of you who haven't listened to the podcast and haven't heard me talk about it almost every episode. Uh, a bunch of books and comics were released that are paving the way to The Force Awakens. There were a bunch of children's books that came out. But there were five main publications that came out um, that gave a lot of insight into what's going to happen. There was Aftermath. Lost Stars, Moving Target, uh, Weapon of a Jedi, Smuggler's Run, and the comic by Marvel, Shattered Empire. Um, I have read <laughs> in the week and a half since, or two weeks since Fort Friday. I've read almost everything. I'm only missing two of the books. I've read everything else, so I've read like four or five, like three or four books already. Um, I actually read so them get, all, and really I've good, really good stuff. I've, I've, dude, uh, Aftermath had uh, left a lot to be desired, which we'll get into. Um, but it sets up, it sets up the, the world, uh, and the climate after Return of the Jedi, so it's very important. Lost, Lost Stars is effing amazing. It's, uh, a lot of people don't even know about it because everybody's concerned with Aftermath. Lost Stars is so good, and i it basically takes place throughout the entire original trilogy and then a little bit after Return of the Jedi, and it's basically following these two, um... These two kids who grew up together joined the Imperial Academy, and it's basically all of the events we know from the movie, from the movies, but through their eyes, and they end up playing parts in, in different battles that we didn't know about. Uh, and I don't want to spoil the actual story, so I won't. And then uh the other three are just like stories that take place in between the movies, but there's a lot of hints to, uh, to the Force Awakens all enough, so they're they're really really well. I've only read one of those; I have two left. Um, but the one that I read was like super awesome it was about princess leia it's called moving target and it's like the princess leia story that i've always wanted to see and read she's like an awesome character in that and we get a lot of cool insight into what's going to happen in uh in the force awakens there's actually a prologue that takes place right before force awakens so um we're gonna get really really into it in the special and then i'm just gonna end this little segment with uh they announced marvel announced star wars special c3po number one it's coming on december it's a one-off uh, comic, and we're gonna find out how C three PO gets his red arm that we've seen in all the images for Force Awakens. So, huh, that was a mouthful, but yeah.
0: I yeah, mean, yeah. I'm pretty sure he just found an arm. He's like, look, this one looks cooler.
1: I I, I hope it's not that simple.
0: Or maybe Iron Man was like, yo, check this color <laughs> out.
1: I hope there's like an awesome, like a, a good reason. Like he just, it's like, it, it serves some amazing function that he just had to have it installed. I hope it's not something stupid because even if he loses an arm, why can't he just get a gold arm? You know? I hope yeah, of course, like a, gold a, a isn't that reason. rare in Star yeah, Wars. Yeah. I hope there's a good reason for it. So yeah. We'll see. I'm hoping for the best.
0: All right. So that's enough. You got, you have to breathe, Ricky. You're not <gasps> I'm just breathing. Gonna let you're going to pass I'm be, out.
1: I'm not going to talk during this one. I'm just literally just going to breathe and catch my breath. So you to oh, Yeah, go, go literally,
0: dude. You're, you're like running out. of You're so pale right <laughs> now. Okay, so anyways, Humble Bundle has an awesome, 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 awesome book bundle this week, and it features rarities by Neil Gaiman, the man. That's I why his name his- is
1: Guy Man. I love Neil Gaiman. Dude, love, I love think we him. all you know, love him to you know death, man. You know he's written a couple of episodes for uh, for Doctor Who. Yes,
0: I know. And, Trust and- me, of course, man. This guy's involved in almost every great sci-fi thing. One out of there.
1: the ones that he wrote, uh is one of my it's one of my favorite episodes called the doctor's wife it's one of my favorite episodes um yeah it's Mm -hmm. really good
0: um sandman too let's not forget go 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 read sandman guys and then report back
1: Sandman's awesome
0: there's currently over 17 books on the humble book bundle and uh this of course includes a bunch of rarities these are things you can't find and if you can they're very rare hence rarities Anyways, um, the average <laughs> price to beat is currently around $19.53 as of right now, but if you pay less than that, you can still score five books, so still worth it. Um, there's Ghastly Beyond Belief, Rare and Never Before Published, Sweeney Todd and Other Stories, A Lost and Unfinished Graphic Novel with Michael zuli um, then there's seven deadly sins which are controversial 80s comics with Alan Moore and as i mentioned a lot more over 17 they're... books guys this is crazy and they're adding more so they did
1: they didn't put american gods in there
0: no no this is rarities Oh
1: the rarities, rarities, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, got 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 I just got I just spent like twenty minutes talking
0: rarities and then you're like, <laughs> the most common book. No, but go read that one too, by the way. Uh, content aside, you get also, you get to also support two charities, those being the Comic Book Legal Defense Fund and the Moth Education Program. So pay what you want, get a ton of rare books by an awesome author, support charity. You can't go wrong here. You honestly cannot. It's tech time. Tech time Android Pay, Google's um slight wannabe update of the Google wallet is now live. Pretty much the same thing as Apple Pay, and I would say more about it, but currently Chase, my bank, doesn't support it because they are stupid heads. So I'm cutting this short.
1: I hate you, Chase.
0: After years and years of research and thousands upon thousands of man hours, the technology is finally here. We've waited forever. Facebook has finally cracked the code and is going to be implementing a dislike button.
1: I can picture them spending countless nights just Chinese food and coffee just going over figuring out how to physically make it possible. I mean, create a dislike button.
0: There have been articles about people, employees that have died, and most likely the rumor says that it's related to the making of this legendary dislike button. And uh, it may not even be a dislike button. It may be just like a I don't like this button. Uh, which I, uh, is like a, a this dislike is literally,
1: button. I mean, literally, like they, the first day I loved them on Facebook, in two, which is 2005. Literally, somebody posted a post, made a post about there being a dislike button. This has literally been the one feature that everybody has asked for since the beginning of Facebook.
0: Well, you know how it works. You hold off until like right when people start <laughs> slipping away, and you give it to them, right? But you know what? I'm glad that now when someone, someone's family member, or someone passes away, and someone goes, "This person passed away," I won't have to worry about whether or not someone liked that comment and feeling awkward for that person.
1: Correct. But then, if you're di- like if somebody's, I don't know, grandfather dies and you dislike it, does it mean you're disliking their grandfather?
0: You're disliking the death.
1: Well, I'd I mean... Say. You can take open, it any way you want. It could be open to interpretation.
0: Well, you know what? That's why you just don't say anything.
1: There you go. <laughs> or click anything. Is, so, is there like a... Is there like a... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Is there like a... I don't care button? Or not, I don't care. Like a... I, I, I neither care nor nor dislike button yeah it's called not clicking anything (laughs) Uh, oh go an apathy button that's what i meant is there that's what i'm saying is that this is most
0: likely at least from the news um this most likely will be that kind of button instead of just a dislike button got it so i don't know let's see where it leads to i'm pretty sure once it happens it's don't dislike
1: don't dislike the it came from a podcast page on facebook please
0: well we don't give that option okay good all right, we're gonna do a quick nay or yay and why. Yay. and why. Oh, all right, breathe, breathe. <gasps> oh, not that much. All right, so we're gonna start off with the Jungle Book trailer.
1: Yay! Uh, John Favreau looks like he did a kick-ass job with this. Um, dude, it's just like I don't, it's like seventy percent or eighty percent of that trailer of like what you see on screen is fake. It's all like CGI, photorealistic. And he talked about it a lot how he's merging like. Real actors with all these like, uh, motion capture elements and stuff, but it just looks so so real the world that they, they they created and there's like um, even in the trailer there's like, they're not, they're not cloning the anime the Disney animated movie, but there's uh there's like so many nods and references and, and little tributes to it. I cannot wait, uh, for this movie.
0: I gotta say that's like the longest why I've ever <laughs> heard in our segments.
1: no I've had longer
0: ever. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, For me, it's a big yay, and I will say going in, it was a nay, only because, you know, I think we've seen live-action Jungle Book before, and I actually really like that movie, by the way. My wife adores it. I I
1: don't know what you're talking about, but it wasn't Disney
0: yeah yeah I know but still it was a fun movie and seeing all the CG here got me a little scared because you know CG five years from now when you look back it looks a little off sometimes Um, and you know of course you'd know it's CG when it's like a a bear like you know floating in water with with a boy on his stomach and he's singing you know
1: so but it looks good I like I like that they did the little like it's not a musical but you hear him humming bear necessities no he's whistling or whistling, sorry. Now um, I, I took that. Bare necessity.
0: I took that as a hint, by the way, that this may actually have like a song involved. I which th- I think hope they,
1: so. I think they may like just like it won't be a musical, a but hint. like I think yeah, like a yeah, homage. I think that song he might just be walking, and be like it's the bare necessity, exactly, it's very, very like matter-of-factly, you know.
0: And you know what that sold that sold it, and uh, also Bill Murray. So right there. Oh my god, yes. All right. So the next one is. Charlie's Angels 3 because you wanted to put that in there.
1: Well, it's not it's not, it's not Charlie's Angels 3. Elizabeth Banks is uh, supposedly in talks to direct a reboot of the franchise.
0: Uh, well, I don't know. I, I call it three because there's two of them. So three. Yeah, but it would but be a reboot. a reboot, yeah, you're right. It won't be three. It'll be one. But One. Uh, I don't know, you know, with with how we are right now, with you know, empowering women and whatnot. Charlie's Angels back then sort of did a weird job at that. would you agree?
1: It was, it did as much as it could for the times, I guess. It was, you know, like they were still. I don't know. I feel like you have they, James they Bond, still, right? and then you have were, Charlie's they Angels. They were still, they were still being objectified. What exactly that's what i'm saying yeah.
0: yeah so i'm hoping with this they actually play with it in a way where they're badasses but not like complete like you know like
1: hey we're all the same i'll say I don't, I don't i'll say i like elizabeth banks i think she did an, a pretty good job with with pitch perfect too um she has a she has a pretty good uh eye for comedy um yeah uh it listen it won't hurt me if it comes out so i'll say i'll go i'll i may watch it so since it's gonna
0: physically hurt me, I'm gonna say nay. Okay. Only because I'm not sure it's even you know something we need right now. Listen, but then again, let's see. Let's be honest. It, it,
1: it can't be worse than Charlie's Angels two full throttle.
0: Yeah, that was a horrible, horrible, yeah. horrible yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. So next, King Kong versus Godzilla. Uh,
1: yeah, because it's King Kong versus Godzilla. Wait, did you just say uh yeah? Uh yeah, because it's King okay. Kong versus Godzilla. <laughs> Yeah,
0: yay. I mean, there's no way on earth you can dislike that unless you're maybe like a horrible, horrible person.
1: Yeah, I mean that that that's the easiest one. That's that's a given. I mean yeah, come given. On. All right,
0: so then finally, I think this is our last one. American Horror Story Hotel. And by the way, the way they announce it, it's at the hotel like that. At
1: the hotel. Oh, uh, okay. Uh yay, 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 yay. I love American horror story. Um you know I don't like the horror genre. So when I fi- when I got into American Horror Story like, two or three years ago, like I surprisingly love this show. It's different every season. It always gets me. And Lady Gaga is like headlining this new season, which I think is super interesting. The trailer is just her these different scenes, and they're playing a cover of Ramstein's Du Hast, which is just crazy. And I cannot wait to see how crazy and weird and gory this show this season gets because. Lady Gaga is freaking weird, and she's just going to be an awesome fit for the show. I think.
0: Uh, it's going to be yay for me only because I started watching this, and then after the second season, realized oh, it's the same the same actors playing different roles, and that Correct. sort of gave it this kind of theater feel to it. And it was very fun. You know, I can't say that any of the series were not fun. I've been watching one with with my wife actually, and they're awesome. I really enjoy the they're, stories and where they're, they're going. Fun.
1: They're fun. You you hit yeah. you hit, the, you hit on the nose. They're fun,
0: and that's exactly what I like in TV. So uh, definitely a big yay. And I think that's that wraps up our nay or yay and why
1: or our uh no our nay or uh yeah or why.
0: <laughs> All right, that's enough. No more alcohol. <laughs> Tasumi Kimishima. <Ugh>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold on, Tasumi. Kimishima is now the new president for Nintendo. Previously, it was Satoru Iwata, who recently passed away in July. Who led the company since 2002. Kimishima, who's 65, has held a lot of big positions in Nintendo. He was actually appointed president in Nintendo of America back in 2002 and later became CEO and chairman there in 2006 when Reggie Phil's aim replaced his presidency. I know, funny name. I get what it, a name. What a name. <laughs> Come on now. Um, Nintendo is also shaking the structure of the company, not literally, but, um, yeah, figuratively, they stated that they were looking into revising the roles of many Nintendo executives. So this actually may be a really good thing. Um, maybe this guy won't serve that many years because, you know, he's already 65. So at that age, um, you know, with millennials being the mark in the, all over the market right now, I'm not sure how long that will last. But um, I will say change is something that Nintendo is Desperately in need for. Um, they're not doing horrible by no means whatsoever, but they could be doing so much better, especially in comparison to their competition. <laughs> Neantic, the guys who created Google's Ingress, which I believe is now a separate company from Google due to the alphabet shakeup. Um, anyways, they have a new game under their belt and it's called Pokemon Go. Pokemon
1: Go. Pokemon Go.
0: Last week's trailer.
1: This is like a pokemon fan of old's wet dream okay whoa (laughs) well simmer down now i am feisty i am feisty today sergio dude you you gotta (laughs) simmer it down now (laughs) take it
0: down take it down now last week a trailer was released that showed a bunch of people of different ages in their everyday life just walking around and bam pokemon time So a little background first, Ingress is a game where you choose a faction and then you pretty much walk around your town or current location and you walk towards portals and you hack them. So this is a a mobile kind of game. I don't know if you really call it a game. It's an experience. There's a bit more to it, but um, that's the main thing. You pretty much go around, you hack portals, right? And you have people who are doing the opposite because they're in the opposite faction, it's an extremely awesome use of GPS and maps, and it's actually – it's really popular. People actually travel around just to get access to some of these portals, as in, like, not just, like, in car, but, like, they take flights to, get basi- to these portals. It's
1: basically, it's basically geocaching on crack.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, it's really an awesome game, though, and it uses the tech in a really unique way, which is, this is what people have always, always been saying. It's like, let's utilize this in a unique way, and no, they go ahead and they just make games with paywalls. But anyways, uh, back to Pokemon Go. So I'm guessing that Nintendo approached Niantic or vice versa and said we want the exact same thing, but for Pokemon, with a few more things that most likely, uh, you know, it'll be a t- like a, a nice little paywall. So, hey, you want to gain, gain access to some more Pokeballs? Okay, that's like $20 for two. You know, something like that. But um, this, is, this is pretty much, I think, as close as we're, we may get to an MMO because Pokemon, you know— is lacking an MMO, and I think it's perfectly suited for an MMO. Uh, so, problems we may run into: limited Pokemon. You know, so if hey, there's like a Pikachu over here, maybe there's only one in that location, and then it's gone forever until you find it somewhere else. Or I don't know. Uh, I'm sure that's something that we're gonna run up against, and it may suck.
1: Let's talk about this trailer for a second. You saw you all. Everybody saw the trailer. The I saw trailer base. The trailer basically. <laughs> This trailer is epic as hell. First of all, and it shows a bunch of people walking around their homes, like their their towns and like fields, and like do you see they see Pokemon and they, they catch them with like their phones or they're they're actually releasing a uh, like a little wristwatch with a Pokemon that you can use to. So you're basically walking around, and if you look through your phone, you can see Pokemon actually there in these real life locations. So it's basically all it, it is augmented reality. But I want to talk about the finale of the trailer. The trailer ends with all these people that you've seen in the commercial. They end up in Times Square in New York at night with all the lights on. And there is a... Was it Mew or Mewtwo? Mewtwo. There's a Mewtwo floating above Times Square. And you have literally hundreds of people with their Pokemon fighting the Mewtwo. And then they defeat the Mewtwo. With, there's like this epic music and they all catch Mewtwo and everybody goes crazy. I, I, That was a little over the top, but awesome at the same time. But
0: hold on now. The thing is, you can't mistake this for VR, like virtual reality in the sense that like not, you're not seeing VR, this, of course.
1: Not VR. It's it's AR. It's augmented reality. But that's what I'm real saying. Reality. I don't
0: know if it's going to be AR.
1: I like, think is. I'm not is sure if they're going to make can, it so... I think you can see the Pokemon through your phone, but you can still see the location through your phone. So if I'm standing in front of like I don't know, a statue, I'll see the Pokemon in front of the statue through my phone.
0: See, that's what I, I'm not 100% sure about because in, in Ingress, when, you, when you're when you in the phone, you get to see the portal like literally on a map on your phone. Well, so I'm not an, sure this,
1: exactly. This is, yeah, this is going to be a, a newer version of, of that. They kept on every article I've read. They keep on bringing augmented reality. So if by them saying augmented reality, I'm imagining that it's what I was talking about. I'm I, could hoping, be I I wrong. would love
0: to, but um, I think the other thing too is that we have to sort of, you know, step back, step back a little bit. Because I personally love this idea, but I'm sure this can get a little scary when you consider that some kids out there would probably <laughs> run around looking for some of these and, well, you know, I'm sure parents out there don't want their 12-year-olds going to specific locations
1: where strangers, possibly in their late 30s, <laughs> who put, like, like the, Pokemon, may also you, be... You put somebody messes up and puts like super rare Pokemon in like the worst part of town, and some like little kid riding into like that really bad part of town. And just you know like what I really hope. <laughs> uh, the technology they these people have to embrace
0: <laughs> is the one where they you know how they you can tell where all the pedophiles are <laughs> on oh the my neighborhood. God. They need to use that technology to keep kids away from those houses. So please don't spawn Pokemon near those
1: people. This could go so horribly wrong.
0: And (laughs) that's what people are worried about.
1: Now that I think about it and we talk about it, this could go so bad.
0: I'm telling you, man, kids these days are too adventurous. So parents, (laughs) beware. 2016 is going to have some crazy headlines. (laughs) some quick moba news for dota because that's of course you know the the biggest news i think right now um wait wait, wait.
1: we're talking about games before you get into it do you want to say over this last week we hosted a we hosted a hearthstone tournament okay are you gonna add to it no i mean that's pretty much it (laughs) yes (laughs) so we hosted a hearthstone tournament and it went awesome thanks the end (laughs)
0: Okay, so Dota 2 is finally reborn. That's right, Reborn is now out of beta, and replaced the older client, so go check it out. And hopefully, you'll get a lot more frames per second than I can now, for some reason. My machine can run it perfectly, except for in the new one. So, a little annoying, you know, considering my machine was a... I could do it back then, I don't know what's going on. But uh, that's why I'm not playing right now. So, So yeah, go check it out.
1: Did they change anything else, like the graphics and stuff, or...
0: There's a lot of updates, but um, we don't have that kind of time. But we will put that in the description below for you guys to check out. (laughs) Umbrella Core. Now, if you don't know what this is, it sounds hilarious. Umbrella Core. But this has to do with Resident Evil in the world of Resident Evil. Um, And this looks pretty much like a tactical, almost Call of Duty-like shooter. Um, I'm pretty sure you didn't see this, right, Ricky?
1: You You are correct, sir.
0: This is sort of new. I mean, I think it just came out today or yesterday, but it looks almost like Counter-Strike. It has, like, a Call of Duty vibe. It's close-quarters combat. Um... What you do is you pretty much kill the other team like you would like in Counter-Strike, but there's other things that go into play. Like there's zombies around the 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 level you're playing in. So you have zombie jammers on each on your person and this prevents the the zombies from chasing you. Like they can't see you.
1: Is so, this like is it like realistic looking or is it going to be like plants versus zombies? It looks just like every Resident Evil game. Cool, cool.
0: Um now the thing is you can be tactical with the things they threw in there. Like you have, um, you know, the zombie jammer. You can shoot this guy's zombie jammer, and then all the the zombies will go chasing after him, right? You can use dead zombies as tactical shields. And uh, there's also one thing: uh, this kind of claw hook weapon that's like a knife, and it's um, called the Brainer. So it lets you climb. To certain locations and it lets you kill people uh you know all good fun i'm pretty sure this is going to be more of a casual multiplayer game and not so much to replace like you know to try to compete with call of duty or any is big it, game like that
1: is this console or is it a computer all consoles
0: it's, it's going to be on computer as well actually i'm not sure if it's going to be on wii u but is
1: it going to be on steam
0: of course dude that's why i brought it up
1: good <laughs> for, you, for you i guess
0: the good thing, though, is that it's going to go for $30, so pretty good price point. Um, so something to look forward to in 2016. So because no toy is left behind outside of the thousands that we don't discuss pretty much every week, um, there's a new subscription box. Can you believe it? A new one? There's a new a one.
1: There is a new sheriff down. By the way,
0: I've canceled about five by now, so.
1: I'm, I'm really happy we're ending the show with Star Wars news. I mean, don't we always, almost? Uh, Probably. So, Sergio, tell the people what they want to hear. What is Smuggler's Bounty? Smuggler's Bounty is a bounty for a smuggler. Nice. And, And show. Thanks, guys. So,
0: the Smuggler's Bounty is pretty much a subscription box for, you guessed it, Star Wars. Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. And Funko just like Marvel Collector Core, um, But all Funko stuff, and that's about all I know. There's, I don't think much has been leaked out there yet, but I think it's going for around $30.
1: Am I right, Ricky? All right, so here, there's two types of memberships. I'm going to go through them very quickly. The first one is the Pirate Membership. It's a recurring monthly plan. It ships one box to you every other month, and you'll get charged $25. Each box will contain $50 of valuable, uh, exclusive high-quality Star Wars and Funko collectible products uh no commitments you can cancel at any time that's going to be 25 dollars uh and there's the boss membership which is basically the same thing but you'll get an exclusive themed collectible gift every year on the anniversary of your annual membership it's a one-time upfront fee for the year of 150 dollars
0: so they're getting Boom. pricier, man. I can see this becoming a problem. Subscription, subscription boxes are are already all over the place. The and question they range is from not, everything you can think of.
1: The question is not whether I will get it. It's whether I will get the pirate membership or the boss membership.
0: Okay, if you're going to go do it, I would instantly say get the year one. Because if you're considering it, that means this is for you. So just do it. That's what I did with Marvel I Collector mean, Core.
1: It's it's Star Wars. It's obviously for me.
0: Exactly. So stop lying to yourself. So that's it for the two weeks, folks. That's right. We were a little bit uh, overwhelmed this week with two weeks worth of stuff. But uh,
1: once again, I'm Sergio A.M. And I'm Ricky Kazan, reminding you to dislike everything you see on Facebook. If you like what you see, turn off your TV and do it. 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 (laughs) Now, if you want to interact with us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram, as well as Facebook and Google+. So check out the show description for those details as well.
0: And finally, if you want to support the podcast and help us out, the best way is to subscribe and share. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, or just manually by adding
1: us to your favorite podcatcher through our RSS feed. To your friends, family, enemies, personal robotic butlers, anyone you can think of, we'd really, really appreciate it. We really would.